Hello, everybody. Welcome to our Tech Nine Enter Fear Level. Can you have one some enthusiasm? EP album review thing. This is EP Weekend over here on the Headspace Podcast. Because after we decided we're going to review all these EPs, we saw Slain dropped an album. So here's what's up. If you want to see us review the Slain album, leave a comment letting us know. Give a like, but meanwhile, enjoy EP Weekend, where you'll see uh, quite a few reviews coming out on these shorter projects that drop, starting with Tech Nines Enter Fear Level One. I'm not, I'm not sold on that title. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. My name is Chris Chrome. And yeah, this is the Headspace Podcast, the show where we break down a new hip hop project track by track, giving thoughts and opinions on each song. Since there's a lot less songs on each project, we figured, and it'll take the same amount of time as we normally put in. And uh, yeah, before we get into it, we recognize we're just regular folk. We recognize who we are. We do these reviews week over week. But at this point, we have like listened to a, a lot of new music, so I feel like to some degree, at least, we're we're a little up to date with kind of what's, what's hipping and hopping up in the world if you know what i'm trying to say uh but we care a lot about your comments and we care a lot about your feedback and just generally the community side of getting to know y'all like there, there's well over a hundred names i recognize and kind of feel like a personality on and it's really cool to have that experience with y'all so to give love we'd like to share favorite comments and this is on our last tech nine review for when he was doing his last ep run and it was from Ismail Gadamsi, and he said, I think he should become a conscious rapper and innovate again. And honestly, at that, that phase, that's kind of how I felt about Tech 9 too. What he was doing wasn't technically non-proficient, but, you know, I got where he, where he was coming from with that comment. So I thought it was really cool. And I just like hearing what y'all think about, you know, the artists we talk about as we go through this journey together. On that note, enough dilly-dallying. Let's get into it. And before we do, quick special thanks to the Patreon. This is Milk and Chris Browder, Jonathan Barnes, Legion Black Hurricane, Linda Williams, and Coney Sparks. We'll touch on that at the end of the episode. And Mr. Christopher, what album are we reviewing this week? So for this week's Headspace bonus album review, we went with Tech Nine's new little EP, Enter Fear, Level 1. Um, so yeah, basically Tech Nine dropped this little five-track little thing here along with Chris Calico. I'm gonna just assume this is a big follow-up to a giant on-stage contract signing that happened recently that garnered the internet's attention for a quick minute. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Well, from what I understand, a few years back, and feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, I'm giving my like foggy memory version, but um, Chris Calico has spent the last couple of years debating on if he would remain with Strange Music and, and continue on the journey and do it like that. And so he was offered a deal with Tech and, and Boss Dude, and he didn't accept it. A couple of years goes by, and they have this big moment on stage. I don't remember if it was a significant concert or anything, but it was just like a big moment. And then you see Chris Calico comes out and gives a speech, and he just signs the contract right there on stage. And then a little bit later, they both drop an EP on the same day. Guess, you know, you guys just got a spoiler for another Some one at EP just... Weekend. This sounds so planned out. I, I don't know that it was. I'm not I, saying it is. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying like... I would argue that Tech 9 is impeccably good, and his team at least, at taking advantage of moments like this and turning them into something. Okay. So to me, it's more plausible that this was organic. Chris Calico just felt that way. Obviously, they like made a big to-do about this, the, the signing because it's good for views. But the part where the double EP came... I mean, yeah, certainly it was a plan at some point to do that, but I just think it was like an opportunity that was 
monopolized on by the great timing of all these different things. And kudos to Tech Nine and his team for strange music in general for just being pretty good business people. That's really dope. Um, this is the part of the show, though, where we like to contextualize our familiarity with the artist because I think it matters a lot in terms of your enjoyment and appreciation of an album or a project, how long you've been a fan and like how you feel about the music and things like that. So we have talked about Tech 9 before on this channel. Um, I used to be a really, really big Tech 9 fan back when I was impressed by Fast Rap and thought it was the be-all, end-all of great hip-hop. It still is. It's not. Great writing is my favorite, followed by technical proficiency. But people who can like can, can, can kind of use the art form to truly just move me with words is going to be a little more impactful at this phase of my life than people who can be tricky because it's easier to be tricky than to impact me. Like a book Orion by Royce to Five Nine on an emotional level will trump most of like a fast-paced rapper's work. Now I'm saying Tech Nine has an entire era where like I'm connecting at super emotional levels, right? Like that dysfunctional era, Eba, all of that stuff. Maybe it was because I was at a particular phase in life when that music was coming out or whatever it was, but I really love that era of Tech Nine's work, and I kind of dig a lot of his older stuff. But then he got rich, Forbes list rich, Although, so fucking like everybody like wants to be Tech Nine in terms of his power and success level rich, and then he kept complaining, and that really got on my nerves. Like maybe you could construe it as being a hater, and maybe there's a little part of me that looks at his success and goes, dude, if I was you. And this is prior to this project, right? This is coming into this album. So I was like, if I was you, man, I don't know that I'd be so upset that, like, you know, you're maybe not, like, the world's greatest thing on paper, per se. And I'm not saying he's not. I'm saying Tech 9 is one of the most impressive people in music, in my opinion. He has accolades up the fucking ass. But it just feels like, for a while, at least, his music had this tone of... It wasn't good enough and he just kept expecting more and he wanted me to feel bad for him and that was the part i had a lot of trouble with because it's hard to feel bad for a dude that makes the top 10 forbes list of fucking music earners you know what i'm saying hard to feel bad for that person like maybe the mainstream doesn't love you maybe the industry hates you but you done fucking well in spite of that i'd love to hear more of some celebrations so and crap that was my feelings coming into this project and my old prejudices and i'm gonna say this project i actually liked it a lot more than the last works just so i do some spoilers because i know some people might click off like i'm being a negative nilly I kind of like what he did on this album a lot more in regards to all of that. I don't feel that negative, nearly whiny vibes that I was getting off of the older work. So I feel with all confidence, that's cool that it seems he has moved a little bit past that. Even on the song about the industry, I didn't feel it. And that felt really cool. Um, so for me, I'm, I like, I love tech. I've always really enjoyed the way he raps, that's flows amazing. and everything. Um, and then, you know what, to be real, after a few conversations with Olden, I kind of started realizing, like, just what he, what Tech 9 kind of does. Um, and as you were explaining uh, your side, I kind of thought, like, Tech 9's been on top 10 Forbes list, from what I perceive as, because he's really good at what he does. But to connect that with, like, 
the type of music he's always made, yeah, I feel like a lot of his tricky stuff is kind of easier when you kind of repeat yourself and you find different ways to kind of say it, you know how you kind of want to go about it. So I feel like I also as well wanted a little bit more from Tech 9 that I got on this project that I didn't get before, but I still love everything he does. So like, here's the thing. I thought like Planet in hindsight is a really diverse and well-made album and there's a whole part of it where I think I got burnt out on on his music and I haven't really listened to Tech 9 for for fucking since Planet except for the, the little EP where his FTI song really irked me because he's totally connected to the industry however people want to like fucking play it Tech 9 is the industry if your name's on the Forbes list yeah industry I right? stop trying to play like you completely uh, you're not like me that's what I'm trying to say we're in different tiers of life just hold on wait just because you're on Forbes list automatically means you're industry. Like it doesn't. You're gonna mean tell me just... that the monster deal is an industry, or all of these things are an industry. I mean, my version of industry is the capitalist machine that commodifies music and blah blah blah. Right? Now I'm sorry, but it's I it's guess. it's so one... if you're sponsored. So it's like Tech Nine does everything the big leagues do, just without them. It's all the same. It's like a copy paste. The signing artists, all of it, it all it is. It's mm-hmm. a copy paste. So I mean. I'm not shitting on that. Guess what? It's the way of the world. Sometimes you have to make decisions where you end up in that position. And if you're going to be a Forbes list type guy, there are just certain compromises and things you'll have to make, like signing distribution deals with the major labels or corporate sponsorships. But that's what I'm asking. I'm not shitting on these things. But I think that's what I'm asking because I don't actually understand a little bit. I'm saying, like, can you be on Forbes list just because you have a fuck ton of money? How do you get that fuck ton of money as a musician? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm being sincere. Like, how do you make $9 million in a year as a musician? Touring? Nah. Way big. You have to go bigger than just touring. Mm-hmm. And how do you get to a value touring? Like, there's a degree of the industry that you become. Mm-hmm. It's, like, impossible not to. I mean, over the last decade, you're going to tell me that strange music in itself is not a powerhouse within the industry? I mean, I agree. I mean, he's connected to so many other underground. It's like the underground is so big. It's like the minor leagues rather than actually being the majors. But me personally, (laughs) I've always felt um, that Tech 9 does a really good job in terms of strange music. Um, They take everybody who's different. And I like that. That's the name, right? And again, I'm not trying to be disrespectful against the great business accomplishments of Tech 9 because they're incredible. I'm just trying to say, don't shit on the industry when you're basically the industry in my eyes because in my eyes tech nine is no different than the rest of the industry except that he has a quality of music threshold that i think is more about making a good musical product than say a major label would be but a really successful indie label is still going to make corporate choices when push comes to shove right. when how they deal with their artists and all this stuff. I'm certain not everybody's all about the love all the time. I'm certain business decisions get made and somebody looks at Tech 9 right now like he looks at the industry. That's all I'm trying to say. And I mean that literally. Somebody's looking at him right now and feeling away as though he is exactly the people who rejected him. Why? Because that's the way of the world. Not everybody is of the talent level to be there. And I'm not, again, I am in this place trying to say I empathize with the decisions Tech 9 has to make. I'm trying to say that what bothered me 
was how he would go at the industry that ultimately put him on a Forbes list. Because guess what? Your punk ass fuck the industry, it's a move. It's a play. It's no different than anything else. It's just good marketing. And if you're using effective and good marketing to play that indie card and you kill it, it's cool. Props to you. But come on, don't play like... It didn't make you millions of dollars that the industry, which he acknowledges, I think, on this album, I'm just right. saying. So that's what I'm trying to say. That was the past. I know this has been long and tangential, but whatever. I, I like, I admire Tech Nine's talent. There are many songs that I have put time and effort into, like studying how he does his thing. And I just want everybody to know that. Um, I hate the title though. Interfere level one. It makes me feel like he's doing that EP lead to album bullshit again, and that all these songs are just gonna be on the album, which is gonna make reviewing the album seem like a not fun option because we'll have reviewed half of it. But I think I think I like that type of build up on what he does because it gives you the option to either play the whole project or kind of just sit with what you like. Because I feel like even um, when he did the last time, the, the the different parts, they had two different vibes to it as if like in an album perspective, it yeah, would have changed. Doesn't his albums always kind of get broken into parts like that? On an album perspective. Yeah, like for example, Planet. No, like, well, no, Planet was like a full project that had, was broken down into yeah, its own Yeah, but it wasn't just Planet. Eba was, like, not Eba, but the right. one that came out around there. But I'm uh, saying is give me, give me five tracks of one vibe Give me another little EP, five tracks of a different vibe, and I'm okay with that. Now, now what I'm trying to say is he's going to do that and then drop the album. And that's right. where I'm going, but then half that album's already out. Well, if you, but I, and I'm saying if you want to listen to the, like, let's say both vibes together, you can have that playlist, let's call it. But I also like having that selection of like, no, I just want this. But then off of there's the gonna be nine. like eight new songs, so it's almost like you have to go listen to it, you know. And I feel like for me, oh, it, it ruins the surprise a little bit. Like it's like, okay, that's my opinion. Like I feel like, look, if you're gonna put out the EP and then a year later drop it, but I get the feeling that he's gonna drop like four EPs or something like that, and then that's the album. Or I don't know, maybe I'm just being whatever, but i'm not sold that i i personally enjoy that strategy but it will make you more money in a streaming era so kudos to if you for playing it, the game if he does it and maybe i'm getting my artists mixed up in terms of who maybe did it first or whatnot but if he does it kind of like how um denzel curry dropped taboo he dropped half of taboo first part one then he dropped part two and that was the presentation of the album he did after release the album as a one whole shot but it wasn't like oh the album's out now guys go get it it's like if you got part one and then you got part two you that's all you needed you can go and get the album on spotify it's all there but, but like, I he guess, presented one and two like that and i suppose you could argue that considering the consumption on streaming services none of this really matters because you can do what the fuck you want with it mm. i just think it's cheeky it's just cheeky now Ooh. now hold his word of the day cheeky. if he comes in and drops the whole album and it's a bunch of new songs that aren't on the eps it will fuck me up and right. i'll be like really happy with that anyway the cover is fine it is so basic that it's white girl basic oh jesus am i wrong um no i do like the cover though because i i find it's tech nine ish like when i see this cover i see Tech Nine. I see us going into some spooky, or at least an attempt to spooky type of old school feel. I mean, that sign kind of makes me feel like I'm a little bit in back in the day. It doesn't feel so futuristic. It doesn't feel so like advanced. It's really got this like 
uh what jason freddy-esque horror feel to it kind of old old country town so i'm kind of feeling like we're gonna get some see i feel like it's more old town road yeah, it works country town old town road it just it, feels more goofy pop like billy ray cyrus is about to show up and start singing it looks you know what it kind of looks like like billy eilish ish i don't know look to me it's just it, it doesn't it doesn't look like a whole lot of thought went into making this the most art-filled cover. But it makes a point, though. You're entering fear. Like, you make, like you know, you're walking into, like, a, ca a cave, and it's like, enter here. This is where we're going. I don't know. Fear would be the cave. So There's it's like definitely an argument to be made that album covers are shittier in this era than in the past. That's something I think I'm coming to see, because we look at the classic. I look at classic I albums, think... and, like, there's, like, a charm to the old-school ways covers was made that were, like, man, this looks like, again, like an hour in Photoshop tops. I'll argue that. I think it depends on the artist you pick. Because I went to go check out um, the uh, Trippy Red album just to kind of see what he looks like. And I went to go see a lot of like the, the newer artist albums. And they have a lot of these cartoonish, Dragon Ball Z-ish. All of these things that like this generation's growing up with. And Trippy Red's album cover is not that cool. Look at his last one. Love Story 3, whatever. It looks cartoony. Okay. And there's a lot of the albums that kind of look like that. There's a lot of this like design features that are coming with a lot of the new artists that i think are kind of relating to what that is going this really does seem plain but this doesn't seem like he's trying to attract that type i'm just saying it looks basic i don't like it that much i don't have to like tech nine's covers normally i feel like there's like a classier glossiness to them that i like this is grittier whatever first track's called yeah no which is probably what people are thinking about me so far all right, so this features the lovely Mackenzie Nicole, who... I wouldn't say features. I would argue that her two words actually is a really beautiful part of this track that enhances it in, like, a totally powerful way. Because all she does is that chorus, where she just repeats, yeah, no. And then, you know, Tech does his little shit over her, kind of, like, talking and hyping up a nice thing. But I feel like she's haunting... She she is more enter fear level one than the album cover is to me, and the way okay. she fits with the beat, the the whole like vibe of it. Plus, everybody knows Seven's brilliant. Like Seven is possibly one of the illest beat makers in my little opinion, because he does some weird shit I really like, and it's very rare. Like, in, like I don't know, I can't think of a beat he's made. Mm -hmm. I think his whack is an example. Um, so he's dope. The, the vibe he creates, the way she like fills in, like she's almost a layer of the beat, kind of laying in that yeah no. All that was really powerful, like really nice. But what do you feel about this song? I like it. I thought it was a nice little intro to getting us in. I guess this like spooky fearish feel, right? Uh, I do agree with you. She does do a good job uh, at giving us that vibe, that that type of energy that we're going to be getting. Uh, I think the reason why I was saying you can call it feature was just because of those two lines, but I agree. The, the way that it was layered together and like they kind of synchronized everything, I'll, 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 I'll give you that. Um, I felt like he was really flossing on this track. I felt like this was Tech 9 kind of coming in and really just being Tech 9 with that electrifying energy that he comes in with. Um, I liked what he said on verse one. Uh, he goes, "Gotta be solitary, or probably whip, my, probably whip me partners in a 
be chakra flee off you gotta bleed mothra please papa like i like the like he's doing the the syllable thing he's going back and forth he's jumping around which i really like but i didn't feel like there was anything here that was like super deep or like oh my god this is really really crazy i felt really? like this was yeah for me for me um like somewhere in verse two about time to get out rhymes with the devout lines about mine and see shout signs because i outshine all the clout kind i'm gonna stay lifted and gifted i see the round up and the cause you wicked vicious like he's doing the tricky shit which i really enjoy but i felt like this was just him doing what tech nine does i didn't get anything like personal i didn't get no like i got personal well, where did you get some personal this whole song seems to be about Tech Nine finding like inner peace and an inner understanding of the God within himself, rather than succumbing to a more normative look at like how people expect him to be. Hmm. I got that from it. In like that was one of the briefest song. Maybe I can do those short ones one day. That was some brief shit. Um, but yeah. So the gun drops someone if you bum. No, forget that. Look at the intro. The God energy. Y'all ain't ready because I ain't hanging out. I'm reclu reclusive now. What? And I thought that was really cool because I get more reclusive as I get older because honestly it's tough to be around people sometimes and you know like the internet's cool because you can connect with a lot of people on that similar wavelength but in person you're forced to deal with a lot of people on different wavelengths and sometimes it can be emotionally exhausting but it's God energy. It makes me think of like the 5% or use of the word God because like Tech Nines from like way back and we've been inspired by that shit you know mm -hmm. so if you're trying to find that inner peace and whatnot so I thought that was really cool. And then the gun drops into one. If your bum's crossed, then you're done. Don't get red rum caught in your lungs. It's electric when the tech is finna get plumb lost in a drum. All right, fine. It's just kind of nice. It flosses in. Don't fuck with him. He's basically equivalent of the lyrical onslaught of bullets. And I, I respect it. We gotcha. He wanted with you because he don't want to see nada. Gotta be solitary. You're probably with me partners in a beat chakra. Flees off. You got a mothra. Please, papa. I'm gonna need vodka with the weed to stop to lay the gaga. So what I get from that is we gotcha. He wanted with we because we don't see nada. Um, I guess like people are trying to get up in his world, but he's got to be solitary because otherwise he's got like a lesser chakra, you know, B, I took it like a negative. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, kind of sounds like he gets lost in the drugs and shit to kind of cope, ball, spit, slip, bitch, split, slide, you can dip with that them guys. That was cool how he did that. And this is, it sounds dope. They want to hit the split from inside my fucking circle. I don't want to hurt you. The nines of virtue. We got to take care of him. And if you think you're going to harass him, you cannot reach me and all of my seraphim. So it almost sounds like people are trying to infiltrate his crew and whatnot. And he's reached a point where almost on like a moral ground, there's like a higher level. Like using a word like seraphim, reflecting to angels and his squad. Like there's a holier or at least uh, a spiritual element to being in his squad that matters. It isn't just any old people there, you know? Mm -hmm. So then he goes, you know, when I'm done, say goodbye to the gun. Everyone, I got to go. You want to hang out with Doc Strange after my show? Yeah, no. So it's almost kind of like showing how a response to maybe all people sorts of coming up to him. Now, maybe it's just where I'm at in life. But I find this a lot more relatable because... I thought it was really personal. Like you go through this male trauma shit. You you ill. Now maybe in your mind I'm not ill, but in my world I'm on a a, a journey of growth. So I keep doing things to improve, and maybe one day I will be ill. But relative to some others, I'm pretty ill. Not to everyone, but to some, you know. And as you reach that, you see how the non-ill people try to approach your situation, and you know, 
infect you with bad vibes. And it really gets in your way. So I totally get where he's coming from with this. Yeah, I know. And then, yeah, we good. It's just time for the still for real. I'm not y'all's enemies. I'm just trying to preserve my chakras. And I'm like, yo, that's so relatable. That's why I like to go home at Friday nights and not hang out with people. Because, man, you know what's fucked up? When you're trying to you have a long ass week, you want to go out. Okay, fine, you go out. And then somebody does this thing, and then the whole night's ruined. And now your night's ruined, all because a person did a thing. And you know what could have been? A, go home, none of these things happen. At least this is where I'm at. Because I'm just trying to keep my spirit in a place where I can keep focused on this growth quest. And all the distractions away from not getting away. So I felt myself again relating to him. Nine times greater than rhyme on beta with the slime crowded behind I made it divine shine haters when I line mine. But I'm the highest angel in white. Try to find my angel and came, I'm exalted. So it almost looks like he recognizes his strength and his worth and everything like that. And he elevates himself to where his true value is and doesn't want to dethrone where he's supposed to be. People lost his, but the bosses entangled in bank might feel inferior to this hierarchy. But you're going to hear so superior. You're trying to mark me. Tekla never bring the guard to Maddie. Uh, he's the boss. Shit's complicated if you come at him bad news bears. The family cannot afford the body of the blessed kid to be tested. You're going to cash shit, poor the potty. That's a great line, right? Because... A porta potty, it catches shit. Good line. Anyway, so you get this whole vibe of him like being on his own the whole way through the track. And then the third verse, I don't know. People just leave it. Our connection is no more needed because my mere mortal mind has been deleted. And my seraph is your time not depleted. I can see the motherfucker leave it. Just leave it. I mean, I and do, you get like... in this vibe of like, like you got to imagine how it is to be Tech Nine. And to maybe not love everybody and maybe trying to have a day and everybody's trying to come up to and everybody trying to get something out of you. Because whether he likes it or not, Tech 9 is one of those people that you would look at as the man, like a man to be, you know? And I and, agree. And so it just kind of just left with his frustration where he kind of summarizes his whole thing down to, yeah, no. You can't go back and forth on a flow with him. Yeah, no. Unless you're Eminem. Of course you can then, I bet. If M shows up and goes, Tech. Let's go back and forth on a flow. You think he's going to go, yeah, no? Of course not. So, they did speed him. But that wasn't M going back and forth. I'm saying if M chose to do that, I would imagine Tech says yes. Because Tech wants him on this album. So, <laughs> anyway. 4.5 on 5. Because honestly, it actually brought that introspection and mixed it with his flair. And I found myself connecting to it at like a deeper level than say the whininess because I felt this was more him trying to explain why he's making healthy decisions for himself because of the power within himself. And so it kind of came off more empowering hmm. while still touching on that core vibe of what Tech raps about. So I was impressed by this and the beat and it just flowed nice. Nice. That's really, really cool. I gave it a 4.2. I thought it was a nice little start. Um, I do like the third part, though. Uh, leave it. Just leave it. Our connection is no more needed because uh, my mere mortal mind has been deleted. That really stuck with me. Just like he's really dividing himself from everyone else and like really emphasizing on that, which I think was really cool. Um, but yeah, that's all I really wanted to add. So yeah, all things considered, we're done 20% of this album already. It's crazy, just one song in. Let us move on because it's starting to feel so sad. That was true. Fuck you. I like this. I, I mean, like I wasn't expecting this. This feels like kind of what you were hoping for. Like yep. some interesting Tech 9 stories. Yep. Um, and 
feel like he approached the subject matter with a lot of tact and and this is really genuine and sincere sounding to me so kudos to tech nine for making a pretty bless ass dark story song that honestly does live up to the title of fear and shit but the first verse kind of has him a couple of fun parts so i mean with these story ones it's not so much that the bars are ridiculous what's ridiculous is how he can keep the flow going so it does start out with aaron is so cute that's what they used to say to me ninth grade young female teachers almost every day to me but it's more like you're getting this picture painted so yeah young little little 15 year old tech nine mr yates he's looking kind of fly with his high top fade the gangsters made fun of him and shit but he's like fuck that i'm getting laid so he did that because the women hella thought it was savory and i respect his choices it's it's usually not bad to get the savoriness of women um in my guess bit popular you guessed it and i always forget that guess was like a really high-end brand like that and uh hip-hop dancing rapper and talent shows i blessed it and you're like all right so he's painting his story that's that's just kind of illustrating that's the whole song is told with that level of, of finesse and then he basically but it's cool how you can actually picture it yeah like just that level of storytelling the way he keeps it enthralling and the way he keeps you just connected to it was cool and it's because this is one of those times where i think the fast nature of tech nine is serves to his advantage right because let's say um you're going slow with it yeah you can paint a picture but i don't think you can paint as vivid a picture in a 45 second period as you can as if you pop in as many words as tech does and so at this level of vocabulary use within the track you're able to be a lot more concise with what you're trying to convey and tell like i think a more invigorating story and it's one of my favorite parts of hip-hop where other musical genres i don't think can tell stories in the same way just due to lack of words um anyway he uh heads home from hip-hop dance lesson or whatever and basically some guy whistles at him and this fucks him up and he goes home and he's like mom why did this guy whistle at me instead of like well i want to talk about that so when the dude kind of drives by and whistles at him first off he goes um uh red light hello on shout time he said hey when i looked i was thinking that i hope this person ain't pistol happy so right away you kind of get this like feeling that he lives right, uh, eh? with fear he lives on edge you know he's walking through his and hood area and it's like just, i could like, die right now i'm um, so he's on edge <clears throat> for like reason a already and then dude hits on him and he's like yeah motherfucker you know like screams out which well it's not just hit on him right so like again um then right before he drove off the man blew a kiss my way and then he whistled at me i'm like mother but i want to i want to sounds a lot like well no because i feel like but i feel like because he drove her. away it sets off this different tone because he can't react properly he can't deal with it because he's not there to be like that manly confrontation so i feel like that's also adding to like the fear and the stress that he probably deals with as well yeah and it's definitely new because he like heads home and he's like ask mama why did he say hey at me instead of hey at a girl and just the way he worded it you almost feel like you go back to like a 15 year old tech feeling so confused he's going back to being like eight in his mind almost for how you know so i thought that was really cool just how he, he switches the tone like that which also for me i kind of took that as like pedophilia like dude if he was really this young dude nah. who whistled at him is like well to be fair he does say that 
I think he tries to lay it up in the beginning of the verse. Like, he looks old enough that even his female teachers want to smash. Which, in that regard, is more of the pedophilia, because they're his teachers calling him cute every day. Right, but I also loop that with the other part uh, where the dude kind of hits on him, and as well as when the mother kind of follows up and goes, this is the way of the world. It's kind of like... Because of how the verse ends, mm -hmm. I think it was just more about the gayness. Because I think, like... He looks okay. old enough to be at least 18 type shit. Okay. I don't think that the guy hitting on him was like, oh, he's 15. Right. You know, it just felt more like, yeah, he's a nice young man, old enough. Mm -hmm. That's how I pictured it, at mm -hmm. least. And then him and his homies work on a dance routine, and they're going to go smash on some women, and they see two dudes hugged up now. And then Tech gets all hyped up and goes, yo, kind of like probably because he's triggered from his shit. But then it escalates and his homies said, Tom, for gay bashing. And then ran up and attacked the dudes. And Tech kind of in that moment, like fucks him up. Like this, this isn't the proportionate response to like, it's one, I guess in his mind, it's one thing to feel weird about homosexuality. But that doesn't give you a right to like beat the shit out of people because they're homosexual, which look like this happens like there's a lot of stats to support that especially in modern era the trans community things like that like it's kind of like you might not understand it it might not be like cool in your mind but the part where you you actually beat shit people down is kind of it's kind of wrong in and my little opinion the way i kind of look at it as well is that um i feel like there's a he's alluding to also kind of blaming himself and like Maybe he could have not said yo, because it kind of sounds like he's a little he, bit. He triggered this, right? Like, yeah. Out of his own fear of what we got earlier in the verse, out of his own confusion, he reacted impulsively or whatnot, and that caused the, the situation to get bigger. But it's like, but at the same time, he's still kind of what in the fuck? Because like that is both to himself, but mostly I think to the dude smashing. And then yeah. it's like you guys messed up. It ain't peaceful, you know. It's effed up, and plus evil. So why in the hell are you doing that to innocent people? But I feel like that's also kind of introspective to himself, where he's yeah. like talking to himself, so like, I, dude, I you, agree with you. you called out this gay couple. What the fuck? Like, why does it matter to you? Why does it bother you that much to respond? But it took like the actual action of his friends yeah. taking it there for him to realize it. And then it's just, you know, why I really like this song is because you don't have a lot of people willing to admit that in this day and age. Like I'm willing to admit that I used to be a lot more of a bigot than I am today. And through a lot of confrontation and listening to people, I have grown and evolved and it took years to like get past a lot of that. So to see a guy like Tech 9 plant those seeds in people to like start that journey I find that really commendable. So that's really dope. I and just the chorus is nice, but it's fine. Well, the chorus is the chorus. I I feel also is kind of has this introspectiveness to it, where uh, he kind of plays off of uh, the I guess everybody, right? So he plays off the 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 teachers that are hitting on him as a kid. Plays off the dude who drives by and hits on him. Plays off how the mother kind of dismisses these things and just this is how the world works plays off of the, the the friends and the whole verse right so i feel so sad and all of these experiences you can kind of feel like maybe they're sad and they're acting out of a certain way maybe the way that these these people have interacted with uh mr yates has been like out of sadness out of fear uh i'm not perfect at acceptance right so everybody's like the what what they're doing the they were beating up the gay couple even maybe the gay couple's feeling like we're not perfect this is weird but the people beating them up are like 
you know, feeling guilt. Maybe Yates is feeling guilty, kind of like, oh, I'm not perfect. I shouldn't have said anything. It's all these things looping together as one, which is what I really thought was cool about it. Um, always kill, always kill, feel so sad. I can't see it slowing down. It's like that really kind of sat with me on the feel of like, we resort to violence when we are fearful. And it may not just be violence in terms of physicalness. It's just maybe alluding, insinuating that, again, let's take the how Tech 9 went yo as a kid, right? Like, that is not violent itself, but the aggressive tone nature that you can kind of get from the song where he sporadically just goes, yo, like, it's out of anger, it's out of confusion, it's out of fear, which incites violence, which could allude to it as well. So that is that is really, really cool, the way that that chorus kind of fits together. I really did enjoy that. Um, you want to go on to verse two? or Verse two flips the topic from homophobia to all racism and takes a take on it that isn't often discussed. Um, so sophomore year i lost more tears because people hate it and it cost more fears my school is a stash spot for gangsters with rag tops you get your ass shot the year we had so many mascots which i liked <clears throat> i really liked how he's using um mascots as like to represent the people who are being i guess i would kind of see them put up on walls honoring them and you know really trying to remember who they were while going to this school and living this yeah, we, we had one dude pass away <clears throat> in my high school and they made a mural for him on the walls. Um, but I guess the way he's painting it is this is the environment and it's relevant for the context of what comes next because in response to that is the racism that gets put into the education system, you know? Mm -hmm. How could we do no wrong when schools were integrated? How could we do no wrong? Racism demonstrated. And it's like, oh shit. So obviously because you're black, you're bad it's not it's not a good situation maybe you have guns but he's like nah i don't have guns or whatever and somebody had doomed two black got stab wounds and got beaten kicked white elites and shit so essentially there's a situation where a couple of honkies of probably a richer environment or the power of the police or somebody fucked up two kids well i want to sorry because that's a little that seems to be a little bit further i wanted to address um how could you do wrong schools integrated how to race them demonstrated blah 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 uh better be moving on before i'm eliminated like that that fact of like mm. elimination really like there's no chance in this in this environment that was fucked that, that fucked me up when he when like okay i understand getting beaten up and like you know all this stuff but to be eliminated to face off like wiped off the face of the earth that's crazy uh probably use the chrome because i've been deg uh, degraded like just the thought that you're going to school with this because you you have these feels you you you, you don't know what to expect was really insane but then i like how he went scratch that i'm not that cat i would never want to keep a rat-a-tat-tat -tat in my backpack never had nobody to snap at i'm a class act like i like how he's trying to be like yeah i may have been surrounded by all this i may have been like and and put into this area like this life but i'm not that i've always tried to been some like good kid i've always tried to be on that that proper path which i like how he sets it up in the verse because for a second i thought we were going to get some like ruthless tech nine as a kid and really kind of find out maybe he was like bucking shots or whatever but no he takes himself out of it to then set up the next context of the verse and then the people start getting stabbed and all this thing happens go on yeah and then um basically he describes the response of how 
the black kids kind of meet up in the bathroom and decide we're going to smash down on the next white kids that walk in and they essentially do that and tech nines there kind of watches this goes down his response is like yo is this a gag they're like nah want to break them all like mr glass it happened the whites in room cracking and I like his use of cracking, right? Because it's a like cracker. Right. Get it? I did want to touch upon that as well because it kind of seems like uh, Tech Nine is also ex- expressing how he's kind of uh, conflicted between hating and also being a loving person. Because um, it's like after somebody, like after this incident happens, right? Where like, I guess it's like a white guy that goes off and kills two black people, right? Uh, I would, well, I would it, it just kind of sounds like a couple of white dudes walk into the bathroom and get a beat down. Well, no, before that, we heard two blacks got stabbed, wounds, and oh, got yeah, beaten, kicked, white, white elites and shit. So, yeah, so it's white. So, I like how he's kind of setting up that one day uh, shit kind of goes wrong and some white guys beat up some black people. And as a response to that white on black racism, the black people are now responding with more racism and violent acts going after the whites in the bathroom. It call it racism it's a complicated term um we'll call it enforcing the bigotry of the situation that but basically yeah they basically because the next dudes walked in are white they end up being uh the targets to get their little beat down and it's in response to just some uh, shit to happen to other people and it kind of explores that almost collective rage of what it's like to be part of the community that is constantly seeing over and over again and i can imagine that to this day it's very frustrating to watch your people get gunned down by shit like the police all the fucking time like people can just not walk into your house and the judge will hug hug you if you shoot the if you're a cop and you shoot a black person in the wrong house because you were dumb guess what the judge will hug you that's some fucked up world we in. I'm not touching that. I'm not touching that. I'm just saying, personally, fucked up world we in. But that's I do not wanna... what happens in normal life. Um, anyway, and it just kind of flows in. And I think what Tech Nine is showing is he had these experiences, and they led him to realize that ultimately this level of wanton violence against like random innocent people because other people who may look or be like them did something is wrong so in tech's case because one guy aggressively cat called them it doesn't make it okay to harass other gay people and in the other case because some white dude stabbed some black person it doesn't make it okay to just hate fucking white people for the sake of it and i think that's a really powerful point that tech nine is trying to convey through his song he delivers it pretty well it's enjoyable to listen to guess who made a good beat seven so it's a 4.5 on five I like how, um, and this is just my last point on this, I like how Tech 9 kind of expresses that feeling of like, you can either live these situations to understand and kind of have that growth and find out why it's bad to be these things or good or however you want to look at it, but also kind of writing it in a way and presenting it in a way where it's like, you don't have to go through these if you just kind of listen to what I'm saying. I like how he's really doing that because going through this song, I felt like, yeah, that's kind of how you learn in life, right? Like you really get stuck in these really fucked up situations and then you start making moral decisions, moral choices. But if you were maybe able to do it, like I feel like he's kind of presenting it like if you listen to what I'm saying and you really try to understand what I went through, you can make these decisions before they happen and reduce a lot of this shit like it's kind of in this like so i think just trying to say like when you feel this way 
and and again because things are different or oppressive or whatever it's not okay to take it out on innocent people absolutely and i like how he does the verses how he ends the verses on that and that was something else i want to uh, touch upon the way that he ends both verses on emphasizing that these are innocent people um it's like it really kind of flips you at the end of the verse like you're going through this whole dramatic extensive thing and then just remember all of this is to innocent people and you're like whoa fuck at least for me i was like whoa okay so i as well gave it a 4.5 on five all right the next song is angel baby i don't want to say that this song is less good than the other songs but i can definitely say i'm less interested in the very mundane situations that he brings up in like the first two verses third verse has some tension and some drama to it but the first verse is just honestly really boring. It's so regular. And I don't the mean first, that. The first verse kind of felt a little bit more interesting to me than the other two verses. The other two Let, verses kind of at, felt really regular. So my first brush with death was on a school bus. I was a youngster and the substitute driver was there. And he stopped in the middle of the road. And well, I no, got out. No, and no. the car almost hit you me. You were downplaying the first and verse. And the car so almost hit me. And thank goodness well, no, it's a reaction. I didn't get out one step nah, earlier, nah. sooner or whatever. Nah, nah, That's nah, nah. the nah, first he's, verse. He's downplaying it, guys. Nah, nah, nah. Okay, so let, let Chris Crumb go through the first verse. Let's do the intro first. I was young when she told me I was divine, yes. I was not even nine yet. Okay, his mom's blessing him as the angel baby. Ran away, got into the life of crime next. Pyrex. Honestly, one of the best uses of Pyrex to allude to so much with one word. I was like, oh, Griselda. I was like, no, Griselda's <laughs> fire. What are you talking about? But that was pretty good, Tech Nine. Good job. Made it through close calls. I even I evaded shooters. I'm like, there's shooters and shit. Oh fuck, man. Tech Nine's got some drama. Start This is gonna be a fight. You know some gang shit. <laughs> it's, I'm not saying gang shit, right, but at right. least like exciting. So if anything goes crazy. Everything works out for the angel baby. Like that time I was nine and got off the school bus and nearly nah, got hit by a nah, car. Nah, you're fucking dumb. <laughs> no, nah, okay. So, um, in the first verse, that's kind of what it is, though. Like that's the that overall look at it. But no, that is what. It no, is. but my was on the school bus. Blah blah blah. Because the substitute. Uh, okay, because the substitute driver caused the truck to cruise by us. Would have been crushed in dude's tires because the fool's nuts. So it's not just like. He parked out and I got out. No, there was a little incident and that's the same truck that almost hit him as a reaction. Yeah, of, all of this is boring. Nah, I like, I like, I <laughs> like. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I had so much trouble here's, with here's this the verse. Thing. Here's like, the thing. It's the cool. Other, here's the thing for me. The other two verses are literally situations that Tech 9 got himself into, which going through both of the other two verses, I'm like, you, you could have just said no, or you could have just not been there and you could have like evaded death that but way. that's not this, interesting. Which is fine. This one to me, the first verse to me is interesting because it's like, this is a this is a genuine brush of death. This isn't like I mean, oh, I decided to go on. out with my friend on fucking shrooms and drive. Say that verse two is the most riveting story either because it is well, we, not everybody was on shrooms necessarily. The dude driving was on shrooms. Maybe does it say that the dude driving was on shrooms? It says at my homie Davy. How's tripping shrooms? Dark rainy night, but yeah, on a mission it just soon. sounds it was like Dave Grant, Jake, and a bitch. To get some more, we go and we go. Yeah, but the, I don't know. That. Jumped in her. It, it oh, it's her car. Yeah, I don't know that. Like everybody was on shrooms. She's I know speeding. Tech was on shrooms. 
I'm so, who cares? So they're on what's, shrooms. What's tech on shrooms? They get into the car. They're doing 65. Everything feeling good. I guess you're right. We tweaking. Everybody's high. Fine. I'm wrong. Slick from sky spray. Hit a bump on the bridge. Then the shit went sideways. And look, it's very scary to be in a car accident. I mean, I literally had this happen to me within the last month. That's scary. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it. the car stopped right before it would have flipped over because... Cupid Angel Baby, Save Tech 9, and all that shit. Alright. And you know what? Nave Manjo on the chorus sounds nice and it's real corny because it's corny to me. But it's nice. Like, this song is nice so far. And then, okay, I'm like, well, I guess this is not going to be about gun shootings and violence. It's going to be about boring. <laughs> nah, crap. nah, the shooters are the one that like, popped the tire. They got him. They so got him on the bridge. Like, the first verse is like little 10 year old Tech 9. And then he's like, you know, a little bit older during drugs with his friends and almost died. And then we go a little bit further into high school. And then, you know, Southwest High School at nighttime. So we know it's in high school. Martin Luther King Day talent show. So I think that's January. Flight climb to another level takes the devil to incite crime. Okay. No bright minds ain't no telling what you might find. A whole lot of gang shit. Somebody want to bang with the homies I came with. I'm like, oh, we're getting there. But still feels pretty anticlimactic. Like we're halfway through the verse and we've established that it's high school, Martin Luther King Day. Oh yeah, and there's some gang shit that happens. Six five one two one uh, on one a road was dangerous. Some lames couldn't hang because I'm gang think. That's when I saw one of them pull a pistol on it and aimed it. I was in the wind just like the bullets that whizzed by running for blocks in the night but never did die. I'm like, so dude shot at you because you were too cool for him so but i think it's like but i think it's like you have to you have to take it in context right so it's not just dude shot at you because he thought you were cooler than him dude at the high school nighttime like it's the whole you have to take I the whole get thing it. it's like i, get I was it. at a school shooting no is what it is it's more like we squad we gang you're trying to be like Yo, at I'm, I'm, school yeah but nighttime but at school but like it's gonna been like a school dance or some shit i mean it's alluding to that I feel like high school times or whatever, even if it's at the school. Meet me at the block after eight. Kind of shit. It's still nighttime. It's not in school shooting times. It's at nighttime. And when anyway. did you ever go to a school dance that was during the day? Is this at a dance? Is uh, that you just Southwest High School nighttime Martin Luther King Day talent show fight club fight climb flight climb it's a talent oh, show it's so it's dance. not a okay it's not a dance but it's a show so, so they're fine. at the school at night they're looking for all a dope reason. being cool and then dude gets mad and a motherfucker pulls a gun and then he runs away and then he escapes and i'm not saying like i don't know maybe it's just the way that the song starts set my expectations up for some fly ass shit but i feel like we got the most mundane normal version of this I we could possibly get deja vu because i feel like you said the same thing out of a similar song on the last tech nine review we did with the eps like it was like oh we're gonna get some shooters we're gonna get some like this and then it was just so like that's it yeah, yeah that, that was it okay uh, I look, just, I'm having this is a 4.25 to me because it's well done seven is great navi manjo is fine tech nine just 
I guess when you've been put out so many albums, all that's left in your repertoire is the time you almost got killed getting out the bus. You know what I mean? Like, it feels... And I'm not trying to shit on them. I appreciated hearing the story the first time. It was like the third or fourth time I heard the story that I was like, this is some basic shit. <laughs> I gave this song a four on five. All right. Next one is called On the Outside. I was trying to Google if Tech 9 had the most number one songs on the rap charts and Billboard because that's an interesting metric. And it turns out Billboard charges you money to access backend analytics like that. And that's a subscription model they have. Even Billboard is in the software as a service subscription era. Woo! Because apparently, if you can successfully implement a subscription model into your business in some way, Guess what? Your stock price doubles. That really happens these days. Anyway, when I heard a song about Tech Nine talking about the industry again, at first I was like Hater McGee, but then I thought this was pretty nice. I really fucking like this track. This actually is the best song I've heard on the album so far, for real. Um, Cause he starts off like it used to really bother me. Why award shows never calling me? And I'm like, it really did bother you and that bothered me. But now it seems like you're past that. It was not enough to hold the tea down because I'm constantly chopping broccoli. Fair enough. They don't owe me no apology. Nobody does, Tech. I'm balling getting nightly neurology. And I'm like, that's the best fucking line for getting a blowjob I've heard anybody say in a year. Get it? Brains? Neurology? Oh, it's so good! That's a really good line. I liked it a lot. Even though I got the lottery now, so he definitely gets that because it's top tier brain neurology. Um, ain't no thought of me. <laughs> I do not agree. Top tier brain. Oh my god. Um, and then you know he starts off staring at platinum and gold plaques. Fragile hood go crazy. Caribou And I'm like, I, I want to yeah. comment on the fragile hood go crazy. Caribou I like the the demonic demon devil effect he uses as the voice because I feel like I feel like he's trying to impl like imply that he himself doesn't even understand that these are golden platinums like it's not like like he looks at it and there's just somebody else who's like kind of just there like this is why you're this who you are no I, I look a little different i think it's more like he's staring at the plots and it's almost like infectious like powerful like he's doubling down on the emphasis by changing okay. the voice okay and listing his songs almost like an announcer or something he's just listing his fucking singles okay. and you're like that's true he did write a song about a drink <laughs> Caribou. Uh gold stack cause ain't nobody ever said a tech and in a flow act. And that's the reason the baby mamas. No cap. I'm like, sure. Uh nobody did say your flow's whack. People did say that your filler words are uh, sometimes whack. That has been said about you, Tech and Nina. But whatever. He got a lot of singles, he put out a lot of albums, he played that indie grind, got a dope ass distribution thing set up at one of the majors, and like, you know what, he played the game proper, and he made a whole bunch of money, and then, you know, I don't know that there's a whole lot in the verse I think is dope, except, kind of like some op wanna pay me, play me out like I'm Sega Genesis, this stopping us, I just really like that, that line with the Sega Genesis, cause the way he says it is like, Genesis is this stopping us, and he like splits it like that, and it's fucking good, that that's one of the more impressive uh, displays, I think, of talent uh, in his rhyming was when he does stuff like that. It's really cool because it's not relying on cheap trips like cricket lines, you know, to get through it or that cha. I really don't like the cha anymore. I 
just I get it. It's a branding move. It's a smart branding move. It gets stuck in your head. It's the equivalent of the Timbaland effect, which is when you put a constant monotonous sound throughout your entire fucking catalog to draw people in and make it earwormy. Chaw! But like, whatever. I'm getting over it. Anyway, got a <laughs> lot of fans and whatever. But then, you know when the song got me? Is because he goes, because me and my partner built an empire and we did it on the outside. And I'm like, thank fucking God you're saying it. I've been waiting for you to make it sound fun for a while. I get quap, I get quap, I get quap on the outside. And I'm like, this is the best chorus. I hate I've been like this waiting chorus. so long. I went up home from getting it. I just watch, I just watch. And I'm like, yeah, tech, get it, get that guap. That's what I want to see. You making it sound fun. Because you know what, dude? Your life looks so fun. Make it sound fun for me, baby. And he did. Okay. And it's it's so airy. And it's just finally, it's like it's finally he's reached a moment of being like, I'm actually cool. I don't need the industry. And I'm like, yes, that's what I've been saying for the whole times I've been hating on you. But this was amazing. This was, I can't go up, I can't go up. And the way it flips up into that old timey sample, and it just sounds like everybody. I can't go up. I, <laughs> it just sounds like a good time, is what I'm trying to say. Um, I didn't really like the hook. And then the second one comes through, and honestly, the rest of the verse is fine. And the, the general point of it is I've accomplished a bunch of shit. What I do like in verse two, what I do like in verse two is, uh, so as I sit in people ward shows like a forbidden geek, ignored so, cause I love for living deep with the Lord flows through the blood of risen chiefs. I love to see all my peers getting their credit through all of my years. I really like that part. Cause it's like, I feel like I, I, I kinda am like that. Like I, I'm, I like making music. I like doing what I do, but I don't know if I actually want to be part of like awards or stuff like that. Like. I don't know if I really care about like being there and, and like I'm more just kind of on myself, kind of my own growth, my own thing. And if I win an award, I win an award. And I feel like that's how I took that line from Tech 9 where he's like, I don't, I, I think it's part of why I was never invited is because I never actually wanted to go. And I think that's kind of what I'm getting from that. I mean, I feel like he's kind of coming to peace with it all. Um, I, I, he definitely, I feel like to a degree he got blackballed because he didn't play the game and he was trying to do things different and mm -hmm. that's often what happens um, but I don't know, I feel like he's now understanding the freedom that comes with it you know I, I, I don't know, or it shows like I'm a forbidding geek it just, yeah, that is kind of what you did for a minute when you painted your face and you did a lot of really cool stuff that made a lot of people like me get attracted to your style and stuff mm -hmm. but it's not like what they're selling I, I don't know i just i like the fact that he's willing to like be like y'all can get your credit but it almost seems like he's finally focused on the metrics that count like this award show shit is all fake it's mm -hmm. all it's all lame mm -hmm. and i suppose the fact that he's no longer craving the validate or it seems to be craving the validation of people that are so disingenuous like a grammys or whatever it's nice and then you get your hook again and it's just beautiful nice i did give it a four on five though it was okay i gave it a 4.75 i thought the song was fire i think it was one of the best like seriously it's this might be like the first tech nine song i've heard in a few years where like i could really see myself throwing it back on and vibing to because i like his on the grind but i fucking won like to see tech nine after all of this time like what is it 30 years in the game practically um 
basically to establish to be at this place where it's like i'm confident in my life because at the end of the day fuck what you think i get guap I, and it's not like the same kind of i get guap that you normally hear right it's i built a successful million dollar fucking organization like it's fresh i and, and legal that's some clean legal ass money he has going on right there respectable tech nine i like this please keep up this tone I, I'm, I'm excited for the album if it's gonna have more stories and positive ass tones like keeping his chakras up and whatnot anyway we nearly done the project the last one features the homeboy that also dropped an ep chris calico and uh it's called bib bib like i feel like this is blasé by comparison like it's a good song but it's not as fun and invigorating as the one we just listened to. What do you think about Bibby? I actually like this song. Um, and I think I like it more because of just uh, the, the Chris, uh, Chris Calico on it. I like how they're presenting it. I like how they play off different roles. Um, Tex got this kind of uh, going back in my past. This is kind of what I dealt with, and this is where I am now. Type feel, and Chris Cal Chris Calico is kind of like um, got this. I'm feeling super down in the moment. Like all of these emotions are just coming at me, and he really expresses it well on his voice and whatnot. But my problem is, is I don't really care for the lyrics. Like not, I I I I'm not saying they're bad. They're really good. Uh, you know, verse one. How much of the trauma did Mama get? A why up in the high, uh, way up in the highest level, the drama gets A to the pain from my mother's heartache was on display. Y'all don't want a sick day to Mama's dismay. Like I get that he's really kind of giving us what he dealt with at home. Uh, there's a part where we well, it's like he's reflecting on through all of the trauma, what and he's like maybe looking at that his actions again, the impact of his actions on his mother, and kind of looking at how she feels and whatnot. And I guess, you know, painting it as a complicated situation. Mm -hmm. And I do, I do enjoy that. I guess I don't, I don't, I don't really know what, what, it, what it was about this song, but it wasn't really the lyrics that got me into it. It was really just the overall effect of the song itself that I really did enjoy. Um, I was really impressed by Chris Calico though. Um, just his performance and just holding the notes and, and the way he, he stretches his voice and has this disconnect, but this this like hope in it oh, dude it was it was crazy i i really i really like this as a song um that's all i really gotta say 4.5 i thought it was a great way to end the album i mean i thought it was interesting oh, i guess i was wrong a bit because he going goes on tech to describe how his like stepdad or whatever was beating his mom and then the dude goes put in prison for robbing a bank and almost like there's this greater karmic balance out there and um it was difficult back in the day I don't know, I guess he's just feeling blessed now and thinking back. And that's the whole point in the first verse. And I feel like it's a really, again, powerful. And a lot of this album seems to be exploring some deeply personal feelings that Tech 9 has been going through and experiencing. Therefore, an introspective album. And that has made it very cool so far. Chris Calico sonically just bounces off a of tech in a way where I feel like sometimes it hits like peanut butter and jelly and other times it does not hit like peanut butter and jelly. It's more like peanut butter and marmalade. Ew. Like you might like it, but it wasn't my favorite. And I feel like he just changes the vibe of the song and he gets like this slower, more singiness to it. And it's 
alright, but all these things that get me down, I know it's gotta be an upside down, found somewhere, yeah, if I can't pick my face up off the ground and I don't know what's next, hollow but I'm blessed, and then he just kinda repeats that for a minute. And so, I mean, he's kinda, it looks like representing this idea of after thinking about all of the fear level things we've encountered, you know, pick your feet up, dust, it, dust yourself off, you know, you can find that inner strength even under pressure, you can feel like God, you can build yourself up. and. I guess it's cool and it just kind of ends and then you get the strange and then the song doesn't end it has a couple more notes yeah. and then and i was like that's new normally it just ends on the strange good tagging i feel like this is a calmer slower different vibe that i like a little bit less but it fits well i just i don't know it just felt like extra and you'll either like you could stop it on the outside of my i'm cool with that but if i do keep going it's not bad what i did like um the way i kind of interpreted the song overall was um the way chris chris calico kind of goes in and and all of these things that get me down i know it's got to be an upside down found somewhere yeah if i can't pick my face up off the ground but think about the project we just listened to every single song before this one it's like i feel like this is a nice way as an entirety uh to wrap up this little ep and really kind of sit there and be like wow you really did go through a lot of these things you really did deal with a lot of shit um that you're still here you're still pushing you're still continuing and i think that's part of what this song is is that it's kind of reminding you like look at what look at what we've been through it's just and where that we're the at. song just lacks a oof i i i get you so i, I gave it a 4.35 because i felt the lyrics were more touching um i just felt the delivery lackluster not lackluster that's not the right word i felt like something about the song hit less hard following on the outside and perhaps if i just heard it in a different order with different songs i might actually feel different because that that kind of shit does happen all right 4.35 on five i gave it a 4.5 i actually like the song as a song itself not so much the lyrics though so i gave this uh little enter fear level one do, do, do. tech nine project a 4.47 on five because it is a pretty good project it, touching on a lot of personal things and even with like the mundane boring stories that are covered in that one track um i feel like I'd rather kind of hear him make this effort to use his skills and his trickery to um, actually talk to us about real emotional experiences and I guess stuff that stands out. Like I can tell you one thing, um, I wasn't sitting there personally going, oh, this is the same tech bullshit we always get. That didn't happen one time for me. In fact, I was enthralled with like how he managed to make a song about the music industry that impressed me. Like I feel like... I'm actually kind of excited for what might come next. I'm still not into this EP move. Just drop some singles, put out your album, do it the old-fashioned way. But I'm 32. What the fuck am I supposed to say? Um, so I like it, and it makes me excited. And Seven is an amazing producer. And if I would ever spend a lot of money on a beat, it would be from Seven. I really enjoyed the project. Um, it was nice to have a different Tech 9 uh, At part of me, kind of felt like this isn't really the tech that i like i do like the heavy paced rapid drug fueled alcohol women partying all that stuff tricky shit. but it's nice to see that he's accepting where he is who he is 
where he's at in his career and i guess it just for me kind of shows a little bit of just growth that's really all i can actually say coming off of the albums i reviewed coming off of what i listened to back in the day of tech nine and just really when i was following strange music a little bit yeah i kind of see like you you've, you've grown up a little bit i guess to me to me and i'm nobody so let's just make that clear he grew up to me too and i feel like i'm somebody but i'm really nobody thank y'all for watching. hold on overall i gave the project a 4.24 on five it's important what chris thinks about the album it is thank y'all for watching we totally appreciate you being here everybody likes chris um let us know in the comments how much you like chris what your favorite chris crow moment is just tell us about your appreciation of the man uh, and we'll make sure to answer you in the comments we can have a little conversation about anything you want like the video if you did because we got to sell out like that subscribe to the channel for more more podcast review goodness plus maybe some extras coming in 2020 uh we appreciate y'all for real it it motivates us at levels you probably can't even understand but like y'all are amazing special thanks to the patrons is milga damsey chris prado jonathan barnes dj black hurricane linda williams and coney sparks they're dope they support what we do they helped us get new camera on the spotify i've been really lofi but we're gonna work on the squarespace soon and that's all because of them they help a lot and it, it's really just it touches my soul we can say they also get to tell us what albums to review so expect to see a bunch of patreon requests fly through in the next couple of weeks um that's dope so if you want us to review whatever that's a good way to cut the line and make it happen real quick um we also make music chris here invited me to do a verse on one of his songs and he sent it to me and i wrote it this morning and we're gonna record it and make it wonderful because the chris chrome album be coming because now it's fun now and that's right it's gonna be put out through behind that suit because we're gonna make ourselves a record label by accident whoopsies so you know how it is check it out let us know what you think everything's available on the on the channels and the stuffs and live long Before and prosper go, though, oh. i also had a really nice conversation with dj big dream last night on twitter so like i've been trying to get y'all to talk to me hit me up on twitter we have conversations like i can actually do this it's it's nice it's interesting i do love However, all the comments and everything. he's not gonna come on youtube and comment so that's what it is um, it's just more direct for me that's that's fair it's right here my like my name's right there guys just like tweet me it's hit me chris up. chris chrome 93 so far very few people have hit him up in all of his beggings in the last three plus years so it's sad so for me but i don't give up because it hit if you don't want to tweet him for his sake, for me, tweet Chris. Let him give him some love. Wow, pity. <laughs> tweet him. This is a pity. <laughs> tweet him. This is a pity tweet. Live long and prosper, everybody.